0: so rising chinese inflation consumer inflation still subdued but producer inflation quite high at 4.9 percent and rising
1: yes this is actually of concern um should the producer inflation become consumer inflation in other words the producers pass on the inflation That could be quite poor for the Chinese economy because ultimately it would lead to higher interest rates. And, you know, especially for South Africa, what the Chinese economy does is critically important. Not a worry yet, but it's certainly something we're going to have to keep a very close watch on as to what's going to happen to Chinese consumer inflation because that has big implications for Chinese growth. And then, by definition, commodity prices and South Africa.
0: And then let's talk about the RAND, the stronger RAND after the ANC election outcome, Wayne. Um, Investment houses obviously will be changing their forecast post uh, that election outcome. But what effect is this likely to have on earnings forecasts?
1: Well, obviously, given the very, very large component of RAND head shares and shares that sell their product in dollars, it has quite a material impact on the earnings outlook for share index and in talking specifically about mining shares now it's very really dependent how much of their operations they have in South Africa in other words where they've got ran based costs what their margins are etc cetera, etc cetera. but the negative effect of say a revising your forecast from call it fourteen against the dollar to thirteen against the dollar you know earnings can come down between or your earnings forecasts can come down between 5% and maybe even as high as 15% in RAND terms, just on changing that one factor. So, and obviously, then it has an effect on all the industrial RAND hedges and what and some financials that have overseas exposure. So, generally, although it's good news a stronger RAND, it's not good news for earnings on the JSE, and the market will be having will have to get its head around this over the next week or two as everyone starts changing their forecasts.
0: And lastly, Wayne, uh, USA's long bond yields. Now, the interest rate increased to above 2.5%, and the investors, they have lost some capital as a result of all of this. But is this the end of cheap long-term money, and what are the implications for the housing market and shares as well?
1: Yeah, look, this is actually quite concerning. I mean, after the global financial crisis in 2008, the U.S. long bond got down to about, I think, about 1.5% somewhere around there. And in Europe, in Germany and Switzerland, the bond rate actually went below zero. I mean, you can't believe it. However, going through 25 actually means that the economy is becoming more normal. In other words, it doesn't need this sort of uh, a life-giving Uh, low interest rates anymore. It's starting to stand on its own two feet. However, when the cost of long-term money goes up, generally speaking, that's bad for the housing market and shares because then an investor can say, well, should I buy shares or get 2.5% on the long bond? You know, the long bond sounds a bit more attractive than when it was only yielding 1.5%. So it's still not a dangerous level. There's nothing to worry about yet, but it's a continuation of the same theme that maybe we're reaching the end of this 10-year period of cheap money in the world.